Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. Over the next few episodes, I am going to be doing things a little bit differently than I've done them before. I am going to be digging deeper into one book series for the extension of three to four episodes. I'm, I'm thinking probably four. But the book that I'm going to be talking about, or rather the series that I'll be talking about, is Kristen Lovren's Daughter by Sigrid Unset. And if you listened to last episode with Rachel Atkinson, when we discussed Loris, I mentioned Kristen Lovren's Daughter. And so the difference in the next few episodes is that this will be a little bit of a more conversational sit down and I'll be digging a little bit more deeper into the book, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. It will resemble more of the episodes with Rachel, the Loris episode, and also the sweet episode with Julie Benny. So combined, the Kristen Lovren's Daughter series is over 1,100 pages, and it's a big undertaking, I understand, but it's well worth it. And I chose to read it again for a couple of reasons. I've already read it before, but the short answer is that while I was reading Loris, which, you know, I loved, of course, so we did an episode about it. I kept thinking about Kristen Lovren's daughter, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. I couldn't get the similarities out of my head, and I thought it would be really interesting to compare those two books back to back. But what I wasn't prepared for was how much I would enjoy reading Kristen Lovren's daughter the second time. The first time I read it, I just, I didn't love it. It is a book that gets a lot of acclaim, and in certain circles, it is a top book for people. But I read it after all this praise I was hearing about it and all of the clout that it was getting, and it just didn't win me over. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. The circumstances surrounding it had much more to do with it, and the book is not responsible for my reaction to it. On my reading this time, I have not wanted to put this book down. I have been reading it since maybe mid-December, I think a little bit before Christmas. And I just have wanted to read only it. And I've had some commitments to read books for a book club and other things, but I have just been so captivated by this story that I just want to read it. And I've also been completely captivated by the life of Sacred Unset, which I'm going to give a little introduction to her. And I'm going to warn you, it is so preliminary and I have only scratched the surface, but it sounds like her life is just as fascinating as this complex character that she created. So I'm going to start off with telling you a little bit about Sigrid Unset. Like I said, her life is just so fascinating that I think it's important to know a little bit about her before you dive into the story. So Sigrid Unset was born in 1882 in Denmark to a Norwegian father and a Danish mother. She grew up in Norway her father was an archaeologist, and from the time of her childhood, she was fascinated by the Middle Ages. There is a Icelandic saga, I think it was 13th or 14th century, that she was captivated by. I think it's called Mule Saga. My Icelandic is non-existent, so I'm not positive of the pronunciation of that. But I have a copy that I will be reading 
because, like I said, I've been gone down this rabbit hole of all things Kristen Lofgren's daughter and Sigrid Unset right now. Sigrid Unset's parents were atheists, and that's important to keep in mind because I'll, I'll share something in a minute. But from the little research that I've done, she had no background in Christianity growing up. Don't quote me on that because I'm just, like I said, scratch the surface of her life. So I'm, I'm not quite sure, but from what everything that I can tell, she grew up in a non-Christian household. Due to the early death of her father, and this created some financial constraints on the family, Sigrid Unset never went to college. And if you've noticed the date that I said earlier, she was born in 1882, so it would have been unusual anyway for a woman to have gone to college or had any further education. Instead, she went to secretarial school because she had to work to help with her family. And she, for 10 years, she worked as a secretary at an electrical company. During that time, she began her early attempts at writing, which were historical. Again, she loved the Middle Ages. But she was told by an editor to stop writing historical fiction because she had no talent for it. And he instead advised her to write something modern, which she did until 1909, when her first historical fiction novel, Gunner's Daughter, was published. Again, I have a copy of that book, and I will probably start it very soon after finishing Kristen Lofgren's Daughter. In the early 1900s, on a trip to Italy, she met the painter Anders Varstad. I'm butchered that. I do not know Norwegian, obviously. But she met him and fell in love. He was married, though, with young children. And he and Sigrid started up a relationship. He soon divorced his wife and married Sigrid instead. The marriage, from what I can tell, was not a happy one towards the end. And she later divorced him after having born three children in a couple of places I've read online, she had adopted his children from his previous marriage. But I couldn't find a lot of information about that, whether she kept the children after the divorce or not. In the early 1920s, she wrote Kristen Lofgren's Daughter. And it was around that time that she converted to Catholicism and became a very devout Christian. She was an extremely successful female writer at the time, even though not many of us, I'm sure, have heard of her. Very well-renowned. She was a Nobel Prize winner for her fiction, and she donated her prize money to charity, and I believe it was for families with children with mental disabilities and developmental disabilities. Her daughter with her husband had some developmental mental disabilities, and one of her stepsons did as well. Sigrid said was an outspoken opponent of the Nazi party. And when Norway fell to Germany in the 1940s, she lived as a refugee in exile in New York. Her home that she had lived in and she wrote in was confiscated by the Nazi party. She continued to write when she was in New York. Again, like I've said, very outspoken against the Nazis. And she continued to speak out against them once she was in New York and just and the evils of what they had done to her homeland. And she advocated for the aid of Jews. And here is a fun little tidbit. She was friends with Marjorie Kennan Rawlings of the Yearling fame. And I'm trying to find out more information about that because I'm fascinated by that. I haven't reread the Yearling in years, but I have it on my shelf and I've been meaning to. So it's just very interesting to think of these two women having this friendship, these two great literary women. So I'm going to try to find out some more information about that because for some reason that has just captured my imagination and I want to know more about that. Sigrid Unset finally returned to Norway in the late 1940s and she died 
Shortly after she returned, her home was in disrepair from the time of its occupation, and, and that was a great heartbreak of hers. And today, her home in Norway is a museum. So if anyone is in Norway, they can go on a literary pilgrimage there if you read the book. So now, thank you for indulging me in my rabbit trail of Sigrid Unset. Like I said, I'm just so fascinated by this woman who was so vocal against the evil of her time and also so prolific and wrote such compelling fiction. So now that I have discussed Sigrid Unset, I want to lay the groundwork of the story before we dig in in two weeks with the first book. So Kristen Lofgren's Daughter is a trilogy. The separate book titles, I believe, are The Wreath, The Wife, and The Cross. It is set in 14th century Norway, and it is the story of Kristen Lofgren's daughter. She is the daughter of Lofgren's son, and for most of the first book, she is his and his wife's only surviving child. And there's a lot of interesting things about daughters and inheritance that I hope I can dig into in the later books. The series is basically the story of her life, but not just her life, but the people around her, the Norway of her time. It is a picture of medieval life in this beautiful work of fiction. So it follows her childhood years on her family farm and then her betrothal years to, if not the most handsome man, he's a very honest and kind man. And he loves Kristen very much. Then we see her through her motherhood. And finally, the story follows through until the time of her death. It is an epic series. And as I mentioned in the last episode about reading hard books, when I give this description, know there is redemption. And it is not tawdry, what I'm about to describe. It is filled with betrayal, seduction, murder, political intrigue, tragedy, but also goodness, integrity, love, beauty, and redemption. It, it encompasses a life and all of those things that make up a life. The characters are rich and complex. The writing style is sparse. It is very much as if you are reading an epic from that time, but it's beautiful and the detail is impeccable without ever being weighed down by it. She just incorporates the little details you would be curious about. The world that Sigrid Unset recreates or creates, however you want to think of it, is completely immersive. And you will feel as if you are in that time. You will feel as if you were on a farm in Norway as you read this series. So here are some things that I'll be discussing as I dig into the story over the next few weeks. And it's also, if you get the chance to read it, which I so hope you do, these are some things that you can be looking for as you read the story. It'll make it much more rich if you keep this in mind. The series was written right before Sigrid Unset's conversion, and so it is a deeply religious book as well as a historical novel. There is this tension throughout all three books of Kristen's calling to Christ, but also a struggle with her desires and her selfishness, and it is just such a true picture of that struggle that I, I can't help wondering if we are getting to see a little bit of what Sigrid Unset's own struggle was as she was contemplating conversion playing out on the pages of this book. And I could be completely wrong on this, but it is such a true picture of that tension and that struggle that we go through as we come to the decision either to follow Christ or to follow our own way. And it's just, oh, so beautifully done. And it resonates so deeply 
Now, this was written in the early 1920s, so it's post-World War I when she wrote this and pre-World War II. And I only mention that because although it is such a historical novel and it is so true to the time, it is also a very modern book in some ways without betraying the authenticity of the Middle Ages. This book will give you an introduction to the political background in Norway, and it, it's fascinating. It was fascinating to me. I have the Penguin edition, and it has footnotes in the back. It has already sent me on rabbit trails looking up Norwegian history, the political background of what was happening at the time, because it's just fascinating. Along with the tension I mentioned earlier of Kristen and her calling to Christ and her struggle with herself, there is a tension between the deep-rooted centuries of paganism in Norway's history and their conversion as a nation to Christianity. And there are quite a few moments in the story, and they're very small moments, where you see this played out. And that is also something I really want to to dig into and, and talk about because it is it is very interesting to see that played out throughout the book. And I just cannot praise this series enough. Sigrid Unset completely proved that editor wrong. She is a master of writing historical fiction. She never shows her research. Instead, she immerses you in this everyday life of Norway in the Middle Ages. And she makes you feel as though you are visiting through the pages. And with all the sights and sounds and smells of the time and the clothing, the detail, it's just it is amazing. And that is what you have to look forward to. An amazing, complex, rich, nuanced work of literature. And I really hope that you will enjoy coming along with me as I explore this book over the next few episodes. And a quick note before I close about the translation to read. I am reading the Tina Nunnally, I believe is how you pronounce it. I'm reading her translation. It's supposed to be a more faithful translation to Sacred Unset's voice than, than the earlier translations, which I've read use some archaic language. They have a lot of these and thous, and they cut out portions of the story that I think are pretty crucial to, to the plot. So I would highly recommend getting her version if you can. And I understand this is a long book, but don't be afraid to start it, it because you will be so rewarded. Well, that's all for this week. I'll be back in two weeks to dig deeper into Kristen Lofgren's daughter. I hope that you will get a copy yourself and that you will join me. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed today's episode and the podcast in general, if you would leave a rating or review, that would be wonderful. It will help the podcast reach more listeners. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful week. Until next time.